Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. This league just won't stop. It is I, Rob Hall, a.k.a. the Pro Day Prodigy. And with me is AJ. Picks are better than Pro Bowlers, Marchese. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna rebound the other way, Rob. I just know it. Today we'll begin our 2022 NFL Draft position rankings with the quarterbacks. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, seven, seven. Seven rounds in heaven with my lady Driving out to Vegas, baby Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood? Lineman, the home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. 
All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. I don't really have any spicy takes on this quarterback class. How about you, AJ? <laughs> yeah, this class not... stinks. <laughs> well, is that a spicy take? No. I, I feel like no. no. Is this in our time doing the podcast, mm-hmm. which, hey, we're nearing episode 300. Um, oh, I'm glad we got that is, in there. Yep. Is this the worst quarterback class we've had? Uh, yeah. I don't have a first-round grade. I don't know about you. Nope. Nope. And I don't see that like that changing. Uh, nope. My highest grade is a late second-round grade. To put it in perspective, Mac Jones would be my quarterback one this year. Like, that's pre-draft, of course. Um. Which it's 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 pretty sad because we're coming off a draft in which we had arguably the best quarterback prospect we've ever seen in Trevor Lawrence, plus just a stack group in general, yeah. five first round quarterbacks. And the year before that, Joe Burrow was the best quarterback prospect we'd seen to that point. I mean, you can I think we even talked about it last year Trevor Lawrence as a prospect versus Joe Burrow, and they're just in general those two and Andrew Luck are the three best quarterback prospects i would say in in kind of modern history um and even even two tiers ago in the borough class we had herbert we had Tua, yeah. uh we we even had jordan love we had all these these guys end up in the first round um and before that it was kyler murray so it's, it's just like the drop off is massive and it's not a very deep class either unless you look at it in terms of there's like five quarterbacks you would take on day two, but when at least three of them go in the first round, it kind of takes away calling it a deep <laughs> class. Yeah, exactly. Um, how many draftable grades do you got? I have exactly 10. Okay, I have 11, and two of them are like late sevenths that kind of get bumped because of the class. I know I shouldn't do that, but I'm like, fuck it. They deserve it. One of them, I will say, is a bit of a cheat. Uh, you'll you'll quickly figure out why. Yeah. Um, but to put into perspective, uh, in the last five draft classes, uh, we've had in 2021, there was 10 quarterbacks drafted. 2020, there was 13. 2019, there was 11. 2018, there was 13. In 2017, there was 10. So history says there's 10 at minimum who will go. No more than 13. It's a bad class. I could see I, – I have 10 guys with draftable grades – I think I could see two more guys getting drafted on top of those 10. So I, I think at the absolute most, we get 12 quarterbacks taken. Um, and again, one of my 10 is not like to call him specifically a quarterback is a bit of a stretch. So, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's not good. It's not good. Um, I kind of agree with you, like with that sec, that day two. I got like five. Yeah, I got my top five guys with day two grades. One of them's like a borderline top one hundred grade too. And yeah, I don't know. It's okay. not fun. It's not. It's not the well, class to be looking for a quarterback. I'll tell you that much, Ruff. No, and, and like we always joke how oh next year's class is always better. That's that is for real this year. I mean, we I haven't. Swear someone said that last year, right? I swear someone said that last year. I don't know who they were talking about because even <laughs> last year, like who who even? I guess Sam Howell and Matt Corral. Yeah had some hype i like i don't think desmond ritter had a ton like first round hype no strong I, a I, little bit but like more day two yeah and i like malik malik willis malik willis but um 
I, I just feel like ne- next year, even without digging into it, you know Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are, <laughs> are going to be yeah. first-round picks. And in this class, I again. Oh, we had Rattler. Isn't... Rattler was the guy last year. I almost forgot. This time last year. Yeah, so, yeah. This class is better than last year's. That's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, next year's is better than this year's because next year's has Rattler now. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so, no first-round grades from either of us. If I were to set the total at come come April 28th, three and a half quarterbacks in the first round, would you take the over or the under? There's a lot of quarterback needy teams, and I don't know why, because <laughs> this is not the draft to be quarterback needy, and some of these teams just decided to be, Rob. I won't name names, well, though. It, it, it's, it's funny, though, because the first – I have a hard time seeing any of the teams picking in the top five deciding they're taking a quarterback, and that's yes. – Unless there was a clear-cut guy that, that the Lions or maybe the Texans would take, but no, there isn't that in this group. No. Uh, is Seattle the first team, really? I think the Panthers at six are. Yeah, uh, until they get to Sean Watson. Yeah, or um, I, I, you haven't, we haven't really heard very much about Matt Ryan with Atlanta. I, I figure they're going to stick it out another year with him because mm-hmm. this class sucks, but... Yeah. And the Washington Commanders obviously acquired Carson Wentz. You wouldn't think they'd be oh, they're, looking to they're, take a They're QB. set for the next decade. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> after after the Panthers and the Seahawks, you don't really find a desperate quarterback needy. Like, the Saints aren't yeah. in a good position with the quarterback, but they're not in a desperate position either. Like, they could trot out Jameis and Tamis, Taysom Hill for another year, if they, assuming they bring back Jameis. They could potentially trade for Jimmy G. I think the next quarterback desperate team after the Seahawks and Panthers is the Steelers at 20. And then after after that, it's Tampa at 27, and then the Lions at 32, assuming they don't take a quarterback yeah, second. I think that's an interesting spot, but I don't know why they do it. Um, so to answer your question, I would take the under. Okay. Would you... Would, would you do you think it'll be three? Probably, yeah. I just... It's just so hard to say that it would be like, like someone. I I feel as if someone's going to trade it back into the first round to ensure they get that fifth year option. Yeah, on one of these guys. But like, um, not to spoil the the punch here. But like, I, to me that would only make sense. Like if Malik Willis fell, or ex- I agree. Or There's maybe only two. Matt like I don't like. Ugh, I don't know. There, there. To me, there's only one quarterback who has the tools to be worthy of a first-round pick in this class, and I mean, it's no secret it's Malik Willis. Yeah. Um, and there's only one quarterback who I think has uh, the ability to start in the NFL and not fall on his face pretty immediately. Um, and I think those those two just you have to assume in a class like this, like they're not getting outside of the top fifteen. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But you know, you you ready to dive into uh, you know a couple superlatives? Ah, uh, yeah, let's do it. At least the running back show will be more fun, maybe. Kinda. It's the, the rankings will be interesting. Yeah, wide receivers and offensive line are, are the bread and butter mm-hmm. of this offensive class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense will be a lot of fun in general. It's a it's a it's a great year to need an offensive lineman or a defensive player. It's it's a uh, it's a great lunch pail type draft. Yeah. I would say. The trenches, baby. Um, although I would absolutely love if zero quarterbacks and zero running backs ended up in the first round, but both know that won't happen. 
so let's start. Highest floor quarterback in this class, and again, it's it's not a class you feel super comfortable probably marching any of these guys out week no. one as a starter. No, but it's a, it's inevitably gonna happen. I would think. Like I've I have a hard time believing not one guy starting as a rookie week one. Um, and normally it's the highest floor type player that does. And so who who do you give that nod to? Kenny Pickett. Correct. That is the correct answer. Um, I don't like and Kenny I, Pickett. Though. It, it's not it's not inspiring taking a Kenny Pickett in the top ten. I have an early third round grade on Kenny Pickett. Ke- Kenny, so Kenny Pickett is being propped up because most drafts there's a guy like Kenny Pickett, and most drafts that guy goes in the second or third round. Yep. And in in we using guys who have found success as those types of picks um, that come to mind are like Andy Dalton, Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins fell to the fourth round. Um, Derek Carr, like those guys exist. Carr is a good example. Yeah. Carr, Carr, I think is the absolute uh, highest of highs you can hope for of a day two mm-hmm. type quarterback. Um, but in a class like this, Pickett's going to be propped up and put into the first round. I think he's he's going to end up being a top fifteen pick, probably. Yeah. Um, Tell whereas, me if I'm wrong, but sorry, quickly. The, the, I swear, there's not that much talk about him being a, a quote unquote one year wonder, and more of the focus has been on him. Oh, he was a four year starter. Like that, it's weird that that's been the uh, the dialogue, and not that he's been bad until he had one good year. He Correct yeah he 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 had been a average to below average kind of fun. starter in the ACC yeah who yeah like I don't know people I don't know people kind of just like Pitt I think like, yeah you know. I remember my my notes from like I think it was two years ago I wrote he's perfect for Pitt and I'm not sure what that <laughs> means but it feels right <laughs> um and then yeah he he'd never thrown more than thirteen touchdowns <laughs> yeah. He 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 topped a three thousand yard season once, and then this year obviously he explodes. Yeah, and, and and I mean I I'm never, especially using Joe Burrow as the perfect perfect example. Never gonna crush a guy for kind of taking that leap no. and finally putting it all together. No, but it, it it felt like that came up more often with Joe Burrow than it does Kenny Pickett. Exactly. Yeah, and Joe not... Burrow had arguably the greatest collegiate season. In the history of college football. I probably wouldn't argue against it. Um, Cam hey, Newton's the only other person. Yeah. Funny, similar kind of story. Quarterback-wise, at least. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, lots of starts under Pickett's belt. Some of them not so good. Killed the interviews, apparently. Uh, tested well enough. Um, then you throw on the tape, and, of course, you know, he had a great year. And the, the, He's going to – he did enough. Exactly, like you said, he's, gonna, he's probably going to go top 50. Top 20 at worst. To, to me, he is the most accurate of the kind of quarterbacks who have been talked about as first-round picks. Fair enough, yeah. Um, <clears throat> most accurate on on every level, too. Um, he, he's he got a, a clean throwing motion. He, he makes decisions fairly quickly. He doesn't – he used to get really flustered, I thought, under pressure. I thought that changed this year. He did a yeah. lot better job extending plays, making plays out of structure – um, the other thing too is a, a lot of this top top tier in quotation marks, top tier of this quarterback class is are, are guys who come out of systems that don't translate 
mm-hmm. to the NFL. Like it's a lot of RPO guys. Yeah, it is. And I, Kenny I was Pickett sick of RPO. <laughs> it was it was not fun. And Kenny Pickett is is not in that boat. Yeah. Kenny Pickett now he he ran a spread offense with uh, Mark Whipple, but it was it had like a lot of pro style stuff in it. It yeah, was essentially like a pro style reads. spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that too is obviously another check for oh is he he's gonna be able to translate quicker to the NFL and then when you hear all the good interview stuff coming out of both the Senior Bowl and the Combine mm-hmm. you assume he, he he's clean on the whiteboard he understands protections yada 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 uh, ultimately like he he is to me he's a kind of a like a Mac Jones but he's not as good but a a little more athletic but not as accurate. Um, not quite as quick as a processor, not yeah. quite a, as good a decision maker. She's like a a lesser than Mac Jones with a little more athleticism. To yeah, him. better, better the, out of the pocket, better out of structure. Yeah, no, yeah. S- similar situation with his arm too to Mac is, is that th- there's just not a ton there, and you saw that at the Senior Bowl. The Senior Bowl, he, he had some rough throws, um, but you, you see it on tape too, like. Even UMass, he, he's picking apart UMass, but he missed a couple gimmies yeah. downfield to Jordan Addison because the ball just gets hung up because it just can't cut through the air, and, and uh, he, he can't really rip it all that hard. Yeah, like, and, good enough to, like, get it outside the numbers, but not to, like... And, like, some quarterbacks in this class are not even hitting those ones outside the numbers too too well, um, but yeah. not, not, not enough to, like, push like, the ball. Like, if pick in the right situation, I think Pickett will find average starter success in the nfl um but i'm not drafting average starter success in the first round it just doesn't seem worth it because to me the only reason you draft a quarterback in the first round is if you think they can become a top 10 kind of passer and franchise quarterback for, yeah and because if you don't have a top 10 in today's day and age quarterback plays so much better than it used to be and it's like the 30th best quarterback in the nfl now would have been like the 12th best quarterback <laughs> in the NFL 15 years ago. Yeah. Cause just quarterback. And that goes all the way back to like just the development from the high school level, the private quarterback coaches, just and, the, the amount yeah. that goes into it now. Not to and, mention and, just and the so, rules in general, helping the offense and slowing down it, the defense. It, exactly. Better athletes at the position too. Yeah. Um, and, and to me that, that just says there's no sense in drafting a quarterback unless he has a combination of the physical tools and the mental tools to mm-hmm potentially reach that top 10 quarterback uh group because if not you're not winning a super bowl and what other reason do we show up on sundays if not to win football games and eventually win the super bowl my, my thing is how much better do you see kenny pickett getting exactly and it's that that was the same conundrum i had with mac jones whereas like i, I think i had uh midday two on mac jones and obviously he, he took the patriots to the playoffs as a rookie but yeah. i like i don't think he's going to get much better than what we saw with him as a rookie yeah and like I, th- I think Kenny Pickett's absolute peak is Andy Dalton's absolute peak. It's funny. That's that's you. you want to hear my comp? <laughs> mine is Andy Dalton. So. Mine is yeah. Mine is somewhere between Geno Smith and Andy Dalton. I, I have I have someone else comp to Geno Smith, so I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I figure we're gonna have a lot of overlay with the with the names. Geno Smith had a much better arm than Kenny Pickett. I'll say it. Yeah, I mean similar similar college type of dudes. I mean at least in their their last season there. Anyways. Um, just doesn't get you excited. To, I think that's a good way to yeah. sum it up. No, like I, I think perfect situation would be like one of the mini Shanahan disciple offenses. Yeah, where you've got this good uh, 
great zone scheme. You get him behind a strong offensive line. It's a lot of play action. It's it's a lot of quick throws. It's an offensive coordinator who understands his limitations, which, I mean, Josh McDaniels was a perfect example of that with Mac Jones this year, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing I will give, but, like, I, I, I think the most fun thing with Pickett was the times that he got outside and was, like, throwing a crossbody sidearm. Like, like that touchdown pass he, against Tennessee he, was great. Like, there was a couple yeah, of fun plays. and He, he did that against UMass, too. Mm-hmm. It, it, he is pretty good at a structure. I think that's kind of the most interesting thing about him. Quickly, one, one more point on him. Um, not mentioning hand sizes, which I'm glad we we got past that. Um, <laughs> you talk about the pocket presence. It. You talk about the pocket presence, and it improved, but it's still like you throw in that Clemson game. It's it's a kind of a fucking mess uh, at times. Like he was making plays, and and they they won, right? Yeah. So, but other than that, I still he was like pockets were he was feeling that you know he's feeling that pinch, getting mm. jittery. So I don't know, like. Really, I agree with you. It has to be a perfect situation for him to work out to be like to me. I, I think I'm a little lower on him than you. Like for, for it has to be a perfect situation for him to be like the twentieth best start in the NFL. Hello, Seattle. Highest ceiling. <laughs> highest ceiling. Yeah. I feel that highest floor was obvious as Kenny Pickett, and highest ceiling is obvious because it has to be Malik Willis. Yeah, it is. Malik Willis is the only quarterback in this group who has the physical tools of a first round quarterback. Uh, pretty much. When you put it all together, yeah, I, I agree he, with you. He, he has the best arm in the group. He's the yeah. best athlete. And he's yeah. not just, like, not just the best athlete, but he's he could be a, quickly become a top three runner among quarterbacks in the NFL with Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Um, he, uh, obviously, the, the, the kind of the downfall with him is sporadic accuracy. His... His his mechanics can fall apart. He, his mm-hmm. feet can get sloppy. When he's on, his feet are good, and, and, and the the throwing motion is there, and yeah, it's really everything works. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it can fall apart. And, and when things start to go bad, I find with him, that's when like in a game, just results wise at Liberty, yeah. uh, his game starts to kind of deteriorate as well. And if he, if a team kind of hones in on stopping him as a runner Mm -hmm. he can't lean on that that's when it really starts to go awry yeah there was Um, a lot of runs where or plays where the the pocket just evaporated instantly and they were just filling the the holes and it was a lot of like zero or negative one or one yard runs in willis and like you know he's got to do a better job like being decisive um he's taking some bad sacks but again like i think it's hard to judge because the level of talent around him was so poor yeah I mean, like you can use uh, obviously with a with a, a non power five quarterback prospect who you're looking at as potentially the number one quarterback in the class, you you've got to really hone in on those um, those power five games they do play. Yeah, he he played fairly well against Syracuse. Yep, had him I in position pretty, to win and then he fumbled. But yeah, yeah, um, I thought he's fairly accurate throughout that game. Didn't really put the ball in too many conflict situations, but then you jump to the Ole Miss game, mm-hmm. and it's just hell. The offensive line's falling apart, and he he kind of has this attitude where, uh, because he knows he he he's the best athlete on the field. Yeah, he he he's better than every player on Ole Miss, frankly, uh, defensively. Ah, no, and offensively, he's the best yeah. player on the field against he, Ole he Miss. He was, yeah, he was, and. And he knows that, and he tries to do too much. And, yep. and you can't fault him for that because 
like you you mentioned, the players around him yeah. just aren't very good. It's like that that Liberty offense was very much propped up by a combination of Hugh Freeze's play calling and Malik Willis being Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot around him, and and we gave Josh Allen the benefit of the doubt with that at Wyoming. It felt like Malik Willis doesn't seem to quite get that as much. Um, I'm giving it. I'm giving it two. He's the only quarterback I would take in the first round. And I think for him, he, in the right offense, it's tailored to his athleticism that kind of allows him to develop more as a deep passer. I kind of hated that he was in the Hugh Freeze offense, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's it's very spread zone read heavy. It's a lot of, like, um, pre-snap. You know where the ball's going already. Yeah. It doesn't give him the opportunity to work through his progressions and see the field, which I know we're going to be dinging him for not being a, a quick, quick processor. But that offense didn't also didn't showcase that, so it's hard to really gauge that. Um, I want to see what Malik Willis can do in in an offense that rolls him out, lets him play action, deep shots, like flash that arm. We know he's got a ridiculous arm. I, I think he, he would have one of probably the 10 strongest arms in the NFL pretty immediately upon entering. Yeah, because um, it felt like a lot of, like, even when they're taking deeper shots, it was more like the 30-yard mark. And he, he was pretty good at them. Yeah, like, yeah no, think, there there are flashes of really impressive deep accuracy at times. Yeah, it's just yeah, there are. they don't give him that many opportunities to do it, even though he, he can. He's fun as hell. I think that's yeah, honestly, probably the real reason he's my quarterback one. I, obviously, I think he's got the most upside by far, and he's just fun as hell. <laughs> like, if the stupid Seahawks take a quarterback at nine, I at least hope it's him. You know, like for the love of God, don't pick, don't take any picket. Ah, anyways, um, I, I saw some people like knocking his accuracy on the move, and I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's good. I. I I never really saw any big struggles there, and obviously the arm is uh, the, plenty. There, yeah, there's a couple plays against Syracuse where he gets flushed from the pocket. Mm-hmm. The, the one kind I of think a, the touchdown that called back, but it could have been a touchdown. In the yeah, it, there 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 was two different, um, like 15 yard, just him getting flushed, rolling yeah. right, and kind of dropping one in between two defenders uh, for like about 15 yards, and. It, 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 it's not super consistent, but I, I think he, he does play well out of structure. Yeah, me too. I think the Syracuse and, game is, like, the the one that you watch. You know, like, that's sadly the second best team he played, and I think it's the best game he played, right? Like, in terms of actually who he's playing. But, yeah, and it's, like you said, it's the consistency and the motion because, like, you'll see him just throw stinkers. And, like, sometimes, like, layups are just never 100% sure things with him, and that scares me, but... Just working on the touch, the little things, dropping his eyes when there's pressure, like I think you touched upon earlier, um, and just trying not to do too much. And I feel like a lot of that will come when he realizes he's not the best player on the field in the NFL immediately, right? Like, so, so just once he's, you know, your team, you're tailoring your offense to him, but also you're, you know, you're just coaching him to 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 slow him down a little bit, and knowing that he doesn't have to do it all himself, which will come quickly. I, I, I like the ceiling for Willis. And, like, I agree with you. I think he's the only quarterback you touch in the first round. Best case scenario, he ends up in a Trey Lance-type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he's thrown into, fi- thrown into the fire under with a franchise that lacks stability, lacks identity. Carolina Panthers come to mind. I would, mm-hmm. like, I don't think, like, I think it'd be fun because he'd be playing right away. And I'm sure he'd be running the hell out of the ball. But for his long-term development to reach his ceiling, like the Panthers, I don't think would be a good place for him to land. 
No, I think Where, that's, <laughs> yeah. where Whereas, not that they should do it second overall, but I do think Detroit would be a good place because he could sit behind Jared Goff, and because that offense doesn't ha- have a ton of star p- players yet, they could really shape the offense around him. Yeah, that's a good take. I I think luckily there isn't too many like, oh, fuck, I really don't want him to go there situations. That makes no, sense. No, I... I don't want the Steelers to trade up for him um, as a Steelers fan. But like, because uh, it'd be a good home for for Willis. But but if he falls to them at twenty, I, I can live with that. That's the only quarterback yeah. I would feel comfortable taking in the first round as a Steelers fan. And keeping pick, pick um, it at home, I totally agree with you. <laughs> value pick. So we're, we're 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 talking quarterback who isn't there on day one, or sorry, <laughs> doesn't have any possibility of going on day one. Because there's a couple day two quarterbacks that are going to go day one. Uh, probably in this class is a guy who is more of a day three pick because all the day two picks are going to go day one. Who's your value pick? I'm with Bailey Zappi. Yeah, it's the only sensible choice. I also went with Bailey Zappi. Um, I just feel c- comfortable in that I don't know how quickly he would be a competent number two quarterback. But I think he's going to stick around the league for a while at Me minimum too. as a QB3 because that's just the type of quarterback you want in the quarterback room. Uh, a guy you want with a clipboard, a guy who who's uh, lacks physical tools but is a very smart decision maker on the field. Um, I think he's a quick quick uh, processor. Yeah, He doesn't have the arm. He, he's got enough mobility to survive, but he doesn't have the arm. His release is a little slow. Um, but I think if, if you're taking him in the, what, sixth round? Yeah, I got a fifth round grade on him. Y- yeah, like, I don't know. I feel better about that than taking uh, some of these other guys in the first round. And, I mean, like, you know what? Some of the highlight plays are there. Like, I, like he's kind of a king of the seam shot. Like, that's his money ball. Uh, you see he, him, like, he, he, God, yeah. he he's a very good touch passer. He, he is. Got some, yeah. The, the, the intermediate throws, like you said, the seam shot, like, the ball placement is very strong. Some on those gorgeous, days. like deeper ball placement throws, where like you know he's got to get it out early because he doesn't have that arm. But some beautiful touch. Uh, he throws a pretty good back shoulder, and like that's the type of guy I want. Where like if he's my number two or number three, and he's coming in in, in, a, in a worst case situation, he's coming in and he's believing he can win the game. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. He's not coming in like a, like a Nate Sudfeld, who's a future starter, by the way, um, <laughs> to, to just kill clock. He's I love Nate Sudfeld. I don't know why I took a shot at him. Uh, he's coming in to win the game, like ever believing he can, and I I like that. And yeah, that arm is never gonna look impressive uh, in the NFL. It didn't look impressive at the Senior Bowl or the Combine. Um, but like he gets the ball out, he he finds guys, and he can do some of the deeper stuff. Like I, I like that, just pure on timing and touch and. Uh, I like Bailey's. I mean, plus you love the story, man. You love the story. Um, how early do you think he will go? Do you think like I? I don't think it's a given he gets drafted. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't it, know. It's pretty murky, but I, I feel fifth, sixth round's probably the sweet spot with him. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I would obviously take him there, like I said. Um. In this class, he deserves to be drafted, and that's a fact. In a yep. lot of other classes, like if, if he was a guy you know we had in the fifth or sixth round um, and didn't get drafted, I wouldn't be shocked, right? But yeah. uh, I think he, he deserves it. And again, I think you're getting uh, a guy that's going to be in the league for a long time. Going to sleeper now. This is, I don't know, a guy, a guy who probably goes in 
late day three priority free agent you think has a good shot of making a roster um maybe sticking around maybe making some preseason highlights a tyler huntley Mm. from a couple years back would have been a great sleeper who's your sleeper Okay, I got. I, I'm gonna audible because I think we'll end up with one of the same ones. So you tell me yours first. Mine is of course Derek King. Okay, I wasn't gonna. Go, okay, I like that. My share. Sh- Derek the Short King. <laughs> I don't care that he's five nine. I don't, because this quarterback class sucks so much. He has yeah. a better arm than most of the quarterbacks in this class. Um, he's obviously a fantastic athlete. Uh, the injuries are the big concern there. Yeah. Do I think? Derek King's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? No. But if I take him in the seventh round, priority free agent, I'm bringing in a third-string QB who can add one for scout team when we play a mobile quarterback. Mm -hmm. He's going to be perfect for scout team. Two, if we get down to it and he has to come into a game, I always like to have kind of a wild card as as your – last resort at quarterback <laughs> a guy who can make plays with his legs a tyler huntley again great example um but he does have an impressive arm for a smaller quarterback as well and he played wide receiver at houston yeah. for his first season and a half there and he was good at it he has 61 career catches in college i think when you get a guy like dr king you look at him as a kind of a third string quarterback option who can also play some wide receiver run some wildcat, you get him out there. He has a role in the NFL. In today's NFL, I think he, he can find that role. I think there is, it's worth trying to develop him as a slot receiver, but also keeping him on your roster for what he can do as a scout team quarterback um, instead of having to have like your fourth string DB who played high school quarterback be your scout team. Uh, what's your Derrick King comp? Cordell Stewart, but shorter. Mine is Pat White Light. The the thing about Derek King though is he's not as like he's got some stock to him. Yeah, he does. He's a little he thicker than like um, he's five nine, like two hundred almost. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he rather than some of the the past these types of quarterbacks we've seen, uh, who you worry about holding up, and I know he's got the injury history. Yeah, but. Uh, he, 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 I think, has the body type of a, kind of a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. My, uh, <laughs> my, my sleeper is uh, the Ivy League man himself, EJ Perry, baby. Who I got Boston uh, College uh, transfer. You yeah, love BC? King of uh, Boston, the Boston High School legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got, a, I got a late seventh on him again. Uh, wouldn't really throw him in here too much. He's, he's actually my 10th quarterback, too. So we would have got him in my, my rankings. Um, similar idea, you know. He tested really well. He tested really well. You throw on the you throw on the the, the tape, and you see the athleticism uh, that backed it up in the in the, in the testing. He's fun as hell. He's running. Um, another guy with small hands, uh, but like like pretty good zip on the ball. Some like tight window throws. Uh, the spiral is not the cleanest, and he he'll make some boneheaded decisions. But he's got some fire into him, and like he's got like How? a yeah. Go ahead, sorry. How many quarterbacks in your top 15 are guys who are like, well, if he played a different position, maybe he could make a roster. <laughs> yeah, him and Cole Kelly, who was going to be my other sleepers. So. Eric Barrier as well. I love Eric Barrier. He's my deep sleeper. Spoiler alert. I love Eric Barrier. Um, Barrier, actually. And, yeah, and E.J. Perry, he's kind of got, like, that Taysom Hill kind of thing to him. He's 6'2", 11. 
Um, he's a tough dude. Yeah, I don't know. There's something. There's something with him that he just. It's a guy that you want to bet on as a UDFA or maybe very very late. There's worse 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 quarterbacks have been drafted in the seventh round than you. Yeah, well, you, you can just you can just bring up Tommy Stevens every time. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, moving to deep sleeper. Yeah, mine, mine's We're Eric Carrier. Looking... Oh, that's that's my dude. Oh. To explain what a deep sleeper is, definite undrafted guy, but you think gets into a camp, maybe sticks it out through the preseason, maybe down the road makes an active roster. Is that kind of what we're thinking here? Yeah, uh, future Hall of Famer Eric Berrier. And, and, and sell us on Berrier. How did he not get a fucking, like, a, a, an all-star game invite? I didn't know he didn't get anything. Walter Payton winner. Like, just dude just put up fucking put numbers. Put up numbers. Over 5,000 yards this year, uh, 46 touchdowns, 8 picks. Um, he's a really good athlete. He can make many plays out of out of the the fucking structure. Uh, constantly creating plays. He's, he's making throws when he's getting hit. He's and a he's he, a stud. He's, he's not even tiny. No, he's not. He's he's what, what do they got, Matt? Uh, six foot two hundred. Like, there's quarterbacks that size in the NFL right now. Like, Similar build to Tyler Huntley. There, there you go. And I, I don't know, man. There's something to him, and uh, I like him. Yeah, I don't know. There, he had fun. that one throw like. Moving to his left, jumping, going out of bounds, hit a wide receiver like forty yards downfield in the sidelines. You, honestly, I think his arm is pretty decent. I saw a sixty-plus yard throw from him, air yard throw, off-platform throws. See a little bit working through progressions like that's that's going to need a lot of help. But dart thrower, I I like him. I think there's something there. I again, odds of this working out are slim. But Eastern Washington is a fucking CFL factory. So yeah, I was gonna say there's a couple That's, quarterbacks in this group that I really oh, hope yeah. make a CFL jump. Oh yeah, there's this is a CFL draft. I think this the quarterback group is more of a CFL draft than NFL draft. Um, okay, mine. I'm nothing if not a Big Ten man. Brandon, I'm Peters. still I'm still holding out hope for Brandon <laughs> Peters. I know his six year at Illinois didn't go great. He got banged up, like he usually does. But he's 6'5", 230, can kind of rip it. I think he's fairly clean mechanically. He can move a little bit. He's not accurate. He's not accurate. Mm -mm. But I I don't know. I get Mike White vibes. I I would be happy to bring him in. All I'm really looking for if I'm bringing in an undrafted free agent quarterback is a guy with an arm and a little bit of movement skill. And... He's got those things. Um, otherwise, I'm looking for just athletes like Eric Barriere. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I am I refuse to give up on Brandon Peters. You want to hear my Eric Barriere comp? Yeah. Seneca Wallace. I mean, of course. Of course. Of course. Mine's PJ Walker. Um, <laughs> okay. Wild card. So, we're talking a guy who could go fairly early. Um could also go much later. I don't know. He's a wild card. You define it. I think there's a couple of guys you can choose. I'm, I'm yeah, going to pick in a bad Carson class. Strong. It's easy. It's easier to find one in a bad class. That's yeah. Cool. And I, I'm I'm taking Carson Strong here, and mainly because of the injury history. Um, I mean the knees are are not good. You see it he on tape. He can't move. He can't move. But I like him. I like Carson Strong. You'll see where he is in my rankings. We we heard some negative things about him uh, for the Bruce be, Feldman. I think it's a smoke screen. It's a smoke screen. It's a smoke screen. Um, it's I was going, going back to like old old Lance Z takes, and everything was very positive from the coaching staff and everything. It's a smoke screen. Someone loves Carson Strong. It's the Seahawks. They're they're, they're making sure <laughs> no. he falls to, to number nine. Uh, but 
he's got one of the best arms in the classes. I know that's not saying much, but he does. I, you're going to love my comp for him. So, Okay, well, we'll hear it in a bit. Um, <laughs> he's got one of the best arms in the class. And now I think that it didn't show up like it should have in Mobile, but you throw on the tape and, and the ball's popping out of his hand. I, I, I still think, in contrast to the art, like comparing him next to those guys, other than Malik Willis, he had the next best yep. arm there. Oh, absolutely. Far. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's him, uh, Matt Carell, and um, Willis at the top of this, this, y- yeah, the arm talent group. Um, and the, but like he makes more big, deep downfield throws in than anyone in throw, this class. Throw on the throw on the Cal game. He has a couple teardrops into the bucket, like forty yep. yards downfield. Yeah, he's he, he, you know I love his back shoulder balls. I've been talking about that too to you know Turner and Dubes for for years. Um, like he's not afraid to rip it, which is good and bad. And like, there's going to be interceptions early when he gets on the field in his career, but all the tools are there. Other than he's he's a statue. <laughs> but, but like, you know what's funny though? Like when he does go on the move, he's like surprisingly good at throwing off platform for like a guy that's clearly immobile. So yeah, um, no, I mean the, the 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 mechanics and the lower the lower body's the big knock. The upper body's great. That's that's my thing. Um. Mine is Matt Corral because there was this buzz that he would be the first overall pick. Yeah. Then it kind of died down. He was a Heisman front runner, and, and it kind of died down. And then um, he, he he was kind of banged up. And then he got hurt in the bowl game. He's, he's an he exciting. He's this year. Yeah, he's an exciting player in terms of arm talent athleticism but then you throw on the tape and i just like i don't like matt corral very much i think like it's very rpo heavy it is which just it makes me sick um i'm a i'm an old school football man <laughs> my my quarterback under center oh fuck i know who that's throwing, right. sl- <laughs> throwing slug, right sluggos only um <laughs> But yeah, so the the arm talent's there. But he, even though he cut down on the interceptions this year, and he did put the ball into conflict far less, I think that had a lot to do with the RPOs. I still think sometimes he he plays hero ball. He is just willing to huck it up and hope for yeah. the best. Yeah. And I just can't live with that. I get a little bit of Drew Locke PTSD with him. Mm, that's um, fair. I don't think he is. I I think taking him in the first round is going to doom a franchise if someone does it. Oh um, God! Yes, yeah. Don't. <laughs> he's just not like he, he 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 flashes like even like just comparing him to Zach Wilson because I feel like that was a name that popped up a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like he is nowhere near the ball placement Zach Wilson showed at BYU. No, I agree. And it is a lot more RPOs than Zach Wilson at BYU. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I don't think it's that. Like he's got good feet. He's got a good arm. Yeah, the release. He make plays good. out of structure. Yeah, the ball comes out fast, but it's just taking out those RPOs and really focusing on ball placement and decision making. It's just uh, it's too risky for me. Um, but someone I think will do it in the first round. So I like Matt Corral. Uh, I don't have him in the first round. Obviously, uh, you'll see where I do have him uh, in this class because he has that arm. I'm move you know what i mean he's he's more of a bet on it for than me for for me right like he's not a very big dude either that's a bit of a concern um 
Like you yeah, said, he's got the injuries. He's got the injuries. Uh, like this year was him like trying to do too much too. Lots of these quarterbacks. He just like he's a good runner, but like he's got to protect. And yeah, it's like he's six two two twelve, and maybe like like that's just that's not a lot. And yeah, you go back to like his his turnover rate early in his career, and that was brutal. But I don't know, man. Like like you said, like for all the like you know, he's got the arm, the velocity is there. Um, I think there's some solid tight window throws. It, it's more like you said, the ball placement's more like deep, I guess, issues. Um, the off off platform stuff is there. Um, there's some like nice stuff. I like the intermediate deep stuff. I like that. Some nice layering throws, but um, the, the like the crossers are kind of his bread and butter. That's not RPO or even off RPO. But I just like the like the like the, I like the movement he puts on that ball, and he can, you know, he's a good enough athlete, and in this class. It's enough for me to bet on, but not in the fucking first round. That's insane. But he's on day Drew two, Lock. yeah, he's pretty true locky. I got a different comp, but he's pretty true. It's not my comp either. Um, best bet. So uh, in yeah. a class this week, I looked at it as which of these quarterbacks is going to play in the league for like ten years. Not necessarily as a quarterback one, just because that's where we're at with this group, but more so as a, a, a guy who. Maybe becomes a starter. Maybe he becomes a high end backup, but he lasts ten years. To me, that's Desmond Ritter all day. Okay, fair enough. I that's my best bet. I think Desmond Ritter will play in the NFL for a decade. Maybe give it finds a starting opportunity, even if he goes in the first round, doesn't work out. Like I think he finds a role as a high end QB two for a while. Like everything about him, um, just to me, screams safe. For everything from, I think he's the cleanest mechanically in the class. Like he is. Pretty quick feet, uh, clean feet, really smooth throwing motion, yeah. sm- just a smooth delivery. Can rip it uh, a little bit. Not huge arm, but an above average arm. Um, and then you've got the athleticism with him. He doesn't always use it, but when he does use it, like he, he's a very smooth moving athlete. Uh, he can create outside of the pocket. He he he's kind of, he, he the accuracy is what worries me the most. Yeah. Like I don't think he's accurate enough to be a long term answer at quarterback. But I yep. mean, best 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 case scenario, he becomes like an Alex Smith. I saw uh, my comp. yeah yeah my comps Marcus Mariota. I think that just makes so much sense. And, and with him too is he's a very put together, very. Um, Four-year starter, who's very mature, High comes from a winning program. Yeah. yeah, like everything checks the boxes in terms of mental makeup. So I just, I don't know. I feel really safe about Desmond Ritter. That makes sense. Not, yeah. Not in the first round, more like in the late third round. but That's right. Yeah. I got him there. Yeah, I have, a, I have a late third, early fourth on him. I love Desmond Ritter. Um, I, I totally get it. It's just, yeah, like the arm is average. I mean, I, I see a lot of like batted balls on tape. Uh, like... He's a, he tested very well. You know he's a good athlete. He didn't. He doesn't look like the athlete. He's, he he's not like yeah. I was gonna say he's not a runner like Malik Willis is. No. Like he's a smooth. But you got in the back who pocket. can yeah. can run when he needs to, but it's not something he leans on. Yeah, like the, like the ball hangs a bit. I think like like the, what you know what I think. I think he's a streaky dude. I, I think when he's on, he's good. Um, yeah, maybe not high end, but he's good. And you know what I came away with? Like I don't know how much he's really improved. Like himself. As much as the team got better, and he's just like a great leader, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of the issues he had as a sophomore are kind of still there. Um, but obviously, the the numbers got better, 
and he took his team to the playoffs. And I love Desmond Ritter. Uh, I so I totally I totally get why you would say that. It's just um, I don't know. I, I get that. I get that a lot. Um, I just went with we said there's only one quarterback we would take in the first round, and that's Malik Willis. So I put him for my best bet because he's the only quarterback I'd even remotely think about in the first round. Yeah, I just wanted to pick someone else because re- really, pick. like, yeah. yeah. Like, and and it, it would help if Ritter was being looked at more as, like, uh, the, the mid-day two quarterback yeah, you take. Yeah. But obviously, with this whole class, like, any quarterback in the top five, top six is a potential top 50 pick, which you don't mm-hmm. feel great about. No, I totally agree. And, like, in that framework, like, say I have the 50th pick, and, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're all there, or maybe not. You know what I mean? I'm like, if you, if you make this pick wrong, you lose your franchise. I'm like, okay, I'll get you at 10 of your, you know, contributor. That, that makes sense to me. I, I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. AJ, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. And that's why just one scoop of athletic greens in a cup of water every day will solve all your issues. That's it. That's all you need to solve every issue you have. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stumbled through that last word. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. Uh, okay. Before we do the top 10, I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on your 5 through 11. Just rapid fire me. It's funny. I was going to start at 11. Fifth, sorry, fifth, 15 through oh, 11. Oh, 15 yeah. through 11. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, 15 for me, Akil Glass, baby. Not draftable. 14 for me, Zarek Cooper, baby. Not draftable. 13 for me. You no, know I still kind of like Chase Garbers. He's all right. He's 13 here. Uh, 12 for me, I already mentioned Eric Berrier. Uh, my comp is Seneca Wallace. I didn't write my comps down for the other guys. I forget them. And 11, I do have draftable on him. Late 7th, kind of with AJ, uh, EJ Perry. Cole Kelly. My comp is, of course, Tyree Jackson. Oh, I love that. They're literally the same I- size, so I <laughs> do. And Tyree is now a tight end. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it, we actually had my 15 through 12 is very different from yours. I figured, uh, yeah. 15. That's what happens when you have a really bad class. Mm-hmm. 15. Uh, EJ Perry of Brown. Pfft, way too low. Anyways, yeah, go on. 14. Eric Barriere of Eastern Washington. Thirteen. Brock Purdy of way Iowa State. Okay. Twelve. Brandon Peters of Illinois. That's right. Thank you. And then yeah, uh, finish your drink. 11's Cole Kelly of Southern Louisiana. Um, my Cole Kelly comp is Paxton Lynch. That's a good one. But I still like he's sh- he's just played tight end. Like I don't know. He's another, like, he could be a CFL Hall of Famer. Well, at least a CFL Short, QB Sneak yeah, Hall of Famer is oh, yeah. a QB, too. He's a goddamn bulldog. His, his throwing motion is way too wonky for it me is, to get behind. It is, it is. It reminds me so much of Paxton Lynch. Yeah. I think he's better than Paxton Lynch coming to Memphis, though. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good take. He's, bi- he's bigger, too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, 10 to 5 or 10 to 6? 
Yeah, give me your 10 to 6. I don't six. think there's anyone really need to dig into there. Um, <laughs> 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I'm, I'm waxing poetic on Jack Cohen. You just give me a minute. All right. Go ahead. 10. Uh, like I said, EJ Perry, who's like neck and neck with Cole Kelly. I give him both late sevenths. My comp is Bruce Gradkowski. Uh, okay, Cookie, what are the odds I have a different guy comp to Bruce Gradkowski? <laughs> there's a lot of Bruce Gradkowskis in this class. The more I watch, I put him up there, I'm like, this guy's kind of got some Bruce in him, too. Anyways, uh, number nine <laughs> for me. Number nine for me. Jackie Cohn. I got a mid-six-round grade on him. My comp is AJ McCarron. Um, eighth. That's a good comp. Caleb Ellaby, also a mid-six. My comp is Case Keenum. Uh, seven, we talked about him. Bailey Zappi. I got like an early, mid-fifth-round grade. And I'm kind of torn between Chase Daniel and Gardner Minshew on his comp. So I put both. And number six for me. <laughs> spoiler alert. Samuel Howell the third from UNC. Uh, I got a mid to late fourth round grade on him, and my comp is I didn't I didn't have a good one for Howell. Howell's kind of funny, so I got a, I got today Tyrod Taylor comp. That's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my comp. Okay. <laughs> Half the quarterbacks can be comp to Bruce Gronkowski, Chase Daniel. Yep. Case uh, there's a couple cases. Worse yeah. case. Yeah, there's there's a couple guys who could be like. A worse Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I, like, I have a Baker Mayfield. Like comp. Baker Mayfield's like cousin from the north. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh ten is for me is Derek King, who I my comp is smaller Cordell Stewart. Two hundred and fifty fifth on my board. Okay. Could be Mr. Relevant, AJ. He would be a great Mr. Relevant. I know he would. Nine Caleb Ellaby of Western Michigan. Bruce Gridkowski comp, 207 <laughs> on my board. Uh, I, I'm with you in that him and Jack Cohn are really close. Mm-hmm. I got Coney, 8, uh, 205 on my board with a Brian Hoyer comp. It's going. 7, Bailey Zappi, 177th on my board uh, with a Case Keenum comp, of course. Yep. And then 6 for me is Carson Strong of Nevada, 122nd on my board with a Jacoby Brissett comp. Huge arm cannot move. <laughs> I like him though. I like Carson Strong. Um, Carson Strong is like it's kind of fun that he can't move. He's just like we talked about already. Like, just this massive arm and he just can't move. Yeah, he's got a great arm. Um, um, okay, let's let's do this quick. I talked to Eric King, Caleb Ellaby, yep. another guy coming from a, a very RPO heavy scheme. Um, I really wish he went back to school because I think there w- there is something there. Uh I hope he he didn't test very well. I hope he gets drafted late day three because he got a, he's got a lot of arm. He, he he can move around a bit, but he's just not very accurate. Yeah. And he makes some poor decisions once you like if they didn't marry that offense so much to the RPO game, I think he'd be in trouble. He makes some plays out of structure. He's got a pretty decent deep ball too. Yeah, he's he's got arm. like that moonshot trajectory on his deep ball and like he yeah. falls off the table. And when it's on, it's great. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Like he moves but, well, he like, can extend plays. Like that's that's fun to have as a backup. It's it, it's funny because it, like I'm not even certain he'll get drafted. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Had he gone back, he was just a redshirt sophomore. Like he had two more years of eligibility. I would have really loved to see him develop uh, under Tim Lester at Western Michigan. And hey, he beat Kenny Pickett this year. Uh, there you go. That's true. He played really well in that game. Uh, eight for me was Jack Cohn. He was your nine. Yeah, number nine for me. Jack Koontz is a safe option. Played in a pro style at Wisconsin. That Notre Dame spreads a bit like a pro style spread. Not gonna wow you in, with his arm or his athleticism or anything. But he, I found him to be a very good and consistent kind of 
intermediate middle of the field passer. Yeah, no, I like that. Like intermediate timing throws, like you said, over the over the middle, second window, even like just he's good at them. Um, and 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 he's he he's, which this might sound like a bang, but he is pretty willing to check down into his running backs when a lot of the quarterbacks in this class want to play hero ball. Mm-hmm. I just kind of it was a breath of fresh air to see a guy just oh it's not there let's check it down. Yeah, I mean, pretty like clean feet, like a quick, like quick feet, good base at the release. The release is fine. Like he's a lot better than I think we both thought he was. Yeah, navigates the pocket pretty well. Like you know what I mean. Like he's not a good mover, but Tez is pretty decent. And like I don't know. The, my one thing is like the RPO game is really slow, which is kind of weird. So yeah, <laughs> if yeah. you run any RPOs, you're not drafting him. But yeah, good poise. You know, some progressions. Like he's like your, your classic old school backup quarterback. And if a team wants one of those, I think you get him here in the. Fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever you want. Uh, we we already talked Zappy. Um, you have you had Hal six. I had Carson Strong six. We already talked Carson Strong, so we'll save Hal for the top five. So give me your top five. Number five for me is Desmond Ritter. I got him late third, early fourth, kind of like that teetering on the top one hundred. Uh, I got I couldn't find a great comp for for Ritter, so I got Josh McCowan, like young Josh McCowan. Um, also like this crossed my mind. Like I almost feel like he's remember everything. Everyone wanted uh, Kellen Mond to be last year. I feel like that's already Desmond Ritter. I don't know if that's weird. I like yeah. that. Anyways, four for me is Carson Strong. I got a mid-third. I'm betting on that arm. Um, I my comp is Jay Culler, even though Culler can move a little more. Um, three for me, uh, it's Kenny Pickett, early third-round grade. Like I said, somewhere between Geno Smith and Andy Dalton. And two for me is Matt Corral, uh, late second-round grade. My comp is Baker Mayfield. I didn't. I don't have a good one I like for Matt Corral. I stuck with that. And number one on my board, Malik Willis, also a late second. Uh, my comp is, is like, Jalen Hurts's. I stole this a little bit from Lancey. Jalen Hurts's body and, like, movement ability, but with Big Ben's arm. That's interesting. <laughs> he, he had he had Hurts and Cutler, by the way, just to say. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I th- I but saw I that. got that Big Ben. I don't know. There's some. There's a little bit of Big Ben to him. I don't know what it is, but there's, there's just a little bit. The way he chucks it. Um. Okay. For me, five is Matt Corral. 109th on my board. I put the Geno Smith comp here. <laughs> I'm just betting on that arm, man. I I get where you're coming from. I just I I'm just know. betting on that arm in this shitty class. I don't know. Guys just outside of Josh Allen, guys don't get accurate. And I just don't think he's there's enough there. I mean, I guess you're saying you're betting on it, but you're not meaning on in the first round, so Fuck it's no. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, four for me, Sam Howell, 106 on my board. Gardner Minshew comp. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Howell, Howell and Corral are really close for me. Uh, Desmond Ritter just slightly above them. Uh, he's my third quarterback, 99th on my board. Marcus Mariota comp. Two, Kenny Pickett, 69th on my board. Andy Dalton comp. And then one, Malik Willis. But, like, even with Malik Willis, 41st on my board. Mm. And it's hard to find a comp for a guy like that. I just put Steve McNair. I don't care. <laughs> mini, mini I love McNair. Steve McNair. Yeah. yeah. Strong as hell. Great athlete. Wicked arm. I'll start with Samuel Howell. Yeah, he's the only one we haven't really touched on at all. Uh, like the some of these other quarterbacks, really RPO-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like an, it's an air raid married to an RPO uh, with uh, Phil Longo calling plays there at, at UNC and – it's it does a good like it's a good offense for what they're trying to do, but when you take away three NFL players, yeah. 
Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Diami Brown, and Bo Corrales, and, and Daz New, and, sorry, and Daz, and, and Daz Newsome and Daz, for, yeah. and, and Bo Corrales is about to be the best player in the AAC. <laughs> um, it it obviously puts so much more on his shoulders, and he kind of it showed how mobile he is yeah. this year because of that, which was kind of a nice little feather like in his in, cap. In twenty twenty, he had like one hundred forty six rushing yards. In twenty twenty one, he had eight hundred twenty eight and eleven touchdowns. Yeah. And, like, his arm isn't great. Like, it's fine. He, because of that offense, he doesn't have to really make a lot of uh, full field reads and work through his progressions and, like, make tough decisions because there's a lot of layups there for yeah, him. Yeah, I feel like he's boring to watch but other than the run. He is, but he is, bo- he is boring to watch. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think he is a better decision maker than some of these other guys. He's less turnover prone. He's less ball com- conflict uh, prone. His feet aren't great though. I didn't think. Um, he, 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 to me, he's just a safe backup. But if you're taking him in the first round, then it's not a good pick. You know what? I, with with so this, just, like in the, in the throwing, like he just like he just doesn't step into his throws properly, and then he like just falls off yeah. with his lower half and. They, but I, I do yeah. think, like, yeah, the, I don't know where that rugged running came from. It, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, like, he's shedding tackles. He's just, like, c- compact. It, like he's just, he, he he could be a fun backup in the NFL, yeah. but, it, like, we're seeing the first round stuff, and it's just, like, I'm mm, not like, there at like all. The, the, the arm is very average. I, I don't think he's got it to, like, drive the tight windows, like, especially on the third level. No. Um, like, uh, like, to yeah. me, just comparing le, – le, just. Did you did you sorry, did you have Corral too? I did, yeah. Okay. Just to compare Hal Corral Ritter, I think with Corral you've got the most upside. Yes. With Ritter you've got he's he's the kind of the most complete in terms of athleticism, arm, um and, and mental makeup. Mm-hmm. He's safe. Howell if you're taking him in the same range as these other guys, it de- like the range is so dependent on if he like are you taking him in the first round because that's awful. But if you're taking him late third round, early fourth round, like I think that's a safe backup quarterback, yeah. like a Gardner Minshew who can spot start and you feel pretty confident about. Yep. It's just the problem with such a wonky class is that all these guys are getting propped up. They're all going to be overdrafted, so they're all going to ultimately seem like bad picks. <laughs> but if they were drafted where they should be drafted, you'd be like, yeah, this this makes sense. I, I like And that. one specific thing with Hal is, like, people keep harping on how good his deep ball is. And I'm like, I don't really see it. Like, you see, like, some nice loft and he's, some nice placement on he, on tape. He's, he's, he's got some deep placement, yeah. but he doesn't have a no. st- that strong. Like, I don't know. The, the offense also gave him a lot of one-on-ones in those deep ball mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. So. He's got like a decent back shoulder. Like, like I agree with you. I think he's a solid backup quarterback, especially when you add that yeah. runningness. Yeah, yeah. To me, Willis is the only first round worthy quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Pickett's the only other starter in this group. Uh, I think Matt Corral's too boomer. But like, I can see why someone would want to bet on Matt Corral. I'm too scared. Like I, I don't, I don't have the cojones to to bet on Matt Corral in the like if we're talking like in the pick first two 60, rounds. I'm okay with that. I uh, see. I just like I think he's so Drew Locke, and that scares me. It doesn't and scare me. 
I, I like love Pickett. You're not a coward. <laughs> I'm a coward. Pickett's really safe. I just it's not exciting. But if you're like very, if you are the Panthers and you keep swinging and missing, maybe like in yeah. the second round though. Yeah. Um, like Pick, Pickett and, then, and Corral yeah. and Willis all grade up pretty similarly for me. Um, it's just like yeah, I agree. Pickett's got the highest floor. Uh, Corral's the the wild card of those three, and Willis is the one I I would bet on. Yeah. Ultimately, the quarterback class stinks. Malik Willis is the only one who should go in the first round. I have this deep, dark feeling five of them go in the first round. I would hate that. Um, no, I don't, I don't. I actually, like, I don't believe a team's going to sell themselves on Sam Howell in the first no. round. But then, I don't know. Some people on, like, draft Twitter think he's quarterback one. How about Ritter? Like, I think you think someone's going to sell themselves on Desmond Ritter. I do. I do. I do think because of who he is, the, the person – the leader, I think someone's going to sell themselves on Desmond Ritter in the late mm-hmm. first round. If I'm calling the Seahawks shot, I think it's either Willis, Corral, or Ritter. At nine or trade? No, back? they'll probably trade. I mean, they love trading back. I, I don't see it being nine. You know what I mean? I hope. I hope to God not. But I think all three are kind of trade back, but maybe not Willis. Like you know what I mean? They maybe they trade back and miss out on Willis. But yeah, I hope. Yeah, I, th- I think best case scenario is neither of our teams take quarterbacks. Well, especially like in the top, t- like. Yeah, the draft isn't that good, but at nine you're still getting a really good player. It's it's not even not that good. It's just offensive line and defensive player heavy mm-hmm. or and receivers. But like, I don't know. I, I as a Steelers fan, I would way rather have. I'm trying to like Zion Johnson yeah. at twenty. That gets me excited, far more excited than a non Malik Willis quarterback. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, and especially if you're, I think that just top fifteen is kind of like. Like, you know what I mean? At, at 9, 10, 11, like, you know, Derek Stingley might still be on the board. Like, one of those big guys yeah. might fall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Thibodeau might still be on the you, boards. Like it, yeah, like, there's some safe guys. The nuts and bolts of your team, like a Zion Johnson. Yeah, yeah in, the, in the later half, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or, or, or there's some big swing like, interesting guys. Linderbaum might be there at 20. That, I think he probably will be there at 20. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so, too. Like, I would rather swing on a, a freaky – athlete that's not a quarterback in the back half of the first round than on one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I think this like, is the draft to build your trenches and Yeah, it's the nuts guys. and bolts yeah. draft. Yeah. It's the nuts and bolts draft all day. Like, there's a lot of nuts and bolts, guys. I, I think ideally you take one of those nuts and bolts. I've said nuts and bolts way I'll too many times. keep saying it, buddy. I love but it. You take, you, take one, you take one of those offensive linemen yes. or, or defensive linemen in the first round and then swing on some of these athletes in the, on, on day two. Um, like just because there, there's so many freaky athletes in this draft. Uh, like oh, like sw- swing on a, a Leo Chanel. That that's swing a Steelers on a, linebacker right there. That is a Steelers linebacker. There's a lot of Steelers players, so they'll probably take Kenny Pickett. <laughs> He's a Steelers player. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to do other position groups. I can tell you that. I'm excited to get the defense in a couple mm. weeks. Um. But today's episode of 7 Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. Remember last year when Jake Funk was in the running back class? I miss the Funk, man. 
wasn't Me too. Super too bad this running back class won't have that. Um, yeah, but next 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 show we'll break break down our top ten running backs. Uh, interesting, interesting group. I think there's a there's a little more mystery at who will be our RB ones now. Com- coming off that combine, Pierre Strong's mind. <laughs> I didn't um, that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of day three backs. A lot of day three backs. A lot of backs that I would love between picks one one ten and one fifty. I think not to this maybe for next episode, but I think just the, the sheer number of these backs you're gonna push each other down, and you're gonna get good backs in like the sixth round. Yeah, like can just the contributor type backs, like like how high is the, Abram Smith? How high does he go? Like fifth, sixth round? And that's like twentieth, ninth. <laughs> he might go ninth. He might go ninth. Fortieth at worst. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>